BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Charles drives and dunks. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars host the Westminster Griffins in an exhibition game at the Marriott Center. This is exhibition game number two for the Cougars. BYU played last Friday night at the pit in New Mexico. The Cougars and Lobos renewed an old conference rivalry, all for a good cause, though. All proceeds from that game went to help those affected by Hurricane Harvey. Now, BYU won that game 79-73. to Yoli Childs was the man leading the way. 17 points, 19 rebounds, and four block shots. I mentioned he's the man. Don't be surprised to hear that quite often this upcoming season. Now, tonight's opponent, Westminster Division II School from Salt Lake City. Senior Dayon Goodman is the Griffins' leading scorer, leading returning scorer. He's averaging about 15.8 points and 7.1 rebounds from last season. Also, Travis DeVagere is the Griffins' second leading returning scorer. He averaged 8.2 points last year. And by the way, he's also newly married. Guess who he married? BYU women's basketball star Cassie Broadhead. Now, obviously, Cassie DeVagere. Now, this year's BYU team certainly has some familiar faces, but one player missing is last year's go-to guy, that being Eric Mika. The man in the middle, Mika decided to pursue a professional career. He was not drafted, however, in last June's NBA draft. He's now playing in Italy, but don't worry. As I mentioned, Yoli Childs, TJ Hawes, and others are back to prove they're more than just one player. And one of the coaches charged with helping this BYU team reach its goals is Quincy Lewis. I sat down with Coach Lewis a few hours ago in his office. Here's our conversation. So much of the time we focus on the players getting ready for the season and everything that goes into it for the players. As one of the coaches, what's it like preparing for a season? Yeah, you know, it starts really the day your season ends. Uh, you start thinking about things that need to happen, adjustments that you need to make. Uh, you start doing your homework, and it's a long process. It's it's almost like you know after the game against New Mexico, I said, "Hey, it's been six months. <laughs> you know, it's been fun to get back in the winning column here." Speaking of the New Mexico game, first of all, it was great just to see BYU and New Mexico playing again and be able to get a win at the pit is always good, regardless of when it happens. I have to imagine, for a lot of different reasons, you guys walked away from that game feeling pretty good about that performance. Yeah, we've we've made a lot of adjustments, more than what uh, you would normally make in an offseason, both offensively and defensively. And... Uh, you know, to go down there in a little bit different environment, you know, in October, I mean, that's a tough game in October in the pit. And to be able to win in a game where they press you the whole game, uh, we felt pretty good about it. What do you think, and you mentioned a lot of adjustments, what do you think has been the most difficult adjustment for the players to, I don't want to say comprehend, but to execute? Well, you lose you lose Eric, you know, for one. And, uh you know, you think after the season you probably will have them, and then as, as things turn out that you're not going to have them, and so you have that adjustment to make, and uh, that affects uh, what your scheme is going to be offensively. And, you know, maybe maybe just the process offensively uh, that we've went through. Um, I think uh, we're going to control the tempo a little bit more than maybe uh, we've done in the past. I think that's maybe been the biggest adjustment. 
from a defensive standpoint, I know that's something that the coaches that you guys have talked about. I know Coach Rose at Media Day was talking about how important it is that we, we figure out how to become a better defensive team. What strides have you seen in terms of the defensive side? You know, one of our, our greatest challenges uh, this last year was uh, we just gave up too many three-point attempts. You know, our percentage was actually one of the better ones, you know, if you rank them in the country. But, you know, they shot 32%, and you'd feel good about that if they didn't shoot so dang many of them, <laughs> all right? So that's that's been a real focus for us. And uh, so when I talk about adjustments, that is, you know, some of the things we do defensively are geared towards that. It would seem that, that most teams have a go-to guy, and last year that, that clearly was Eric. But when you look at this year's roster, there could be numerous guys that you could look at as the go-to guy. I was saying this earlier today on BYU Sports Nation. I think one of the things that stands out to me about this roster is how interchangeable it is. That you can put out so many different looks. Multiple guys can play multiple positions. That has to be a real benefit for you guys. Yeah, we have a lot of versatility, really, with our roster. And uh, I think you're correct in, in saying, hey, there isn't one guy that we want to throw it to at the end of the game. But we have a few different guys that we feel pretty comfortable with if they have the ball. And uh, you know that's a good thing. And it kind of speaks towards maybe some of the adjustments we've made offensively too. Uh, last year it was obviously Eric was the guy and, and now feel comfortable with Eli and Tej and you know I mean there's, there's a number of directions we can go. Two guys I just quickly want to ask you about specifically one is Yoli. The guy's just fantastic. Coming off a 17.19 rebound performance at New Mexico and then the other guy I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Jashir Hardnett. What can you tell us about both of those players? Well, Yoli, uh, and this maybe goes back to you know the day the season was over. Uh, one thing that we knew about Yoli is we had to develop his game and expand it, and uh, and he has put in the time. He's he's worked very hard at it, and uh, I think as the season goes along, I think uh, the fans will see uh, just how hard he's worked uh, relative to what he did his first year. Then with uh, Josh Shear, um you know, his first three or four weeks here, you know, working on this offense and, and learning our system, it was it was kind of a, a rough go. Um, but once he kind of picked it up, you can see how much he can help us. Last thing, we're talking with Coach Quincy Lewis here on Cougar Pregame Live. Just your thoughts on Westminster. It's exhibition game number two for you guys, an opportunity to play in front of the home fans here at the Marriott Center. So uh, what stands out to you about the Griffins? Hey, it's a good team. Uh, Norm Parrish is somebody that Coach Rose coached against a lot at Salt Lake. And when I was at Utah Valley, I used to scout Salt Lake with Norm. So we know Coach Parrish's team well. He does a great job with his team. And then they have a number of Utah kids on their on their roster who are good. This is a this is a good Division Two team that will have a very good year in Division Two. Quincy, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. You betcha. Assistant to basketball coach for the BYU Cougars, Quincy Lewis. Appreciate him taking a few minutes on a game day. We're getting you ready for BYU and Westminster exhibition game number two. And one of the things that Coach Lewis mentioned that really stood out to me was he was talking about how the fact that they've gone through more and made more changes and adjustments than they normally would in a regular offseason. And I think fans, if you had an opportunity to see the team at the Cougar tip-off or if you were able to get a, a feed of the New Mexico game, you're going to notice that this is a different system. It's, it's, a, it's a much... Uh, it really plays to the strengths of this team. I think you'll notice that. And then on the defensive end, I mean, it's certainly a focus uh, for, for these coaches to, to 
up the intensity on the defensive end. I, I think Cougar fans are going to be uh, pleasantly surprised uh, when they get an opportunity to uh, to see this team this season. Coming up next, speaking of pleasantly surprised, we're going to head to the Marriott Center. It is our courtside conversation with the one and only Mark Durant. That's all coming up next. Cougar Pregame Live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a suck attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. Getting you ready for exhibition action between the BYU Cougars and Westminster Griffins from the Marriott Center, which is exactly where we head next. It is our courtside conversation. He joins me live from the Marriott Center. He is the one and only Mark Durant. And, Mark, it is such a pleasure to be back doing BYU basketball with you, my friend. I'm not looking to have a moment or anything, but I have missed you. Let's have a moment. Why not have a moment? I miss you, too. You're my good friend. I, I'm, I'm thrilled we get to do this again and uh, kind of hang out over the airwaves. It's uh, You're where you're supposed to be. You're the right spot. And then, uh, of course, I'm not. I'm always here. So I, think it, I, I, I love how it's kind of all worked out again. There's a lot of things to look forward to in terms of this team. But I do want to take you back to the end of last season first. Eric Mika decides to leave the program. Um, how concerned were you at that time about this year once we knew Mika was not going to be a part of it? I was very concerned. Uh, Eric is uh, one of the best centers to ever play at this school and was a big part of what BYU was trying to do last year. And, and you just, I mean, it's hard to, to lose a guy like that. But listen. Maybe it was a little bit unexpected when we lost him. And, and the problem that does for you is you kind of do your recruiting around certain guys, expecting them to be there. But So that, that's the real that's the real. But eventually you're going to lose everybody. You're going to lose Jimmer. You're going to lose Devin Durant. Danny, they all leave at some point. When I Mark Durant was, leaves? I mean, it was tough. Exactly. Mark, that was that was tough. You know, the two years after I leave, they go 1-25. I mean, the, the correlation <laughs> is there, Jason. <laughs> When I was a freshman, Mike Smith had just left, and we were picked at the bottom of the conference. And uh, we still had really good players, uh, Mike or uh, um, Marty Haas and Andy Toulson and, uh, and some other really Steve Schreiner. And and uh, we we had a great year. We won the conference, went to the tournament, and uh, so I I mean it you know, it all depends. Obviously, you're a negative. When you lose Eric Mika, it's a negative to your program. But what you got to try and do is find ways to maybe change the thing that you were doing last year and maximize the other players and their abilities and how they like to play to try and turn that negative as much into a positive as you can. I'm not going to say that BYU is a better team without Eric Mika because he was that good, but I'm very optimistic with some of the guys that have returned off missions and are coming in and the different style of play and maybe better defense that this actually can be a really, really good basketball team. All right, well, let's let's go off of that because that's what I wanted to ask you. You mentioned the, the cupboard is by no means bare. There is talent on this team and some really good talent. So what excites you about this year's team and, and quite honestly, the opportunities that could be ahead of it? I like the idea that you're going to be able to spread the floor more, get more shooters on the floor. That's going to help your three-point shooting uh, because it's difficult to guard. I mean, it's kind of the whole St. Mary's uh, approach where they 
They've got good shooters. They spread the floor. Even their big guys can step out and hit the three. But what it does is it's going to open up things for everybody. It's off the dribble penetration because you've got spread out shooters. It, 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 it's going to open up the dribble penetration for guys like Nick and TJ and Kashir and uh, whoever is out there that can go off the dribble because you're not going to have Eric Mika's guy back there playing defense and Yoli Child's back guy clogging up the paint. So even if you beat your guy, you're running into defense. So it's really going to spread the floor. And what's that going to – what it's going to cause teams to do defensively to stop the dribble penetration is they're going to have to come off one of those shooters on the perimeter. So you've got four shooters spread out. Somebody's got to help or it's going to be a layup. So then you kick it out to a shooter, and they're going to be more open than they would be in, in kind of that 3-2, try and get it into Eric Meek. It's not there. Not a lot of motion on the perimeter. It's not spread out. You shoot it. You jack up a three late in the clock because you got nothing else, and you got it's defended. So the, the percentage numbers from three are going to go up. You're going to shoot more three pointers, but it's also going to open up the floor inside. That's what St. Mary's has been doing the last few years, and they, they do it really, really good. Uh, but that's kind of the approach, and and I think it suits this personnel with shooters like TJ and Emery and Celius, and uh, you go down the list. Everybody can be a threat from the perimeter, and that makes it very difficult for defenses to guard. While there may not necessarily be a true go-to guy, and not because there aren't guys like that on the roster, but there are so many guys that you can go to in different situations. I, I, even with that it being said, Yoli Childs would seem to be the guy that could very easily be the focus of the offense if Coach Rose and the coaches wanted that to be. What do you see in him in terms of potential for his sophomore year? Well, just having him be the, the guy inside is going to help him. He's it's going to, like I said, the, the key isn't going to be his clog. So it's going to be basically an ISO down low for Yoli on the post. And he's so good. It's a myriad of moves and probably a little bit more versatile than Eric. And he can actually, he didn't shoot a lot of threes, but he, he's a good shooter. And he can actually step out and hit a three if, uh, if he needs to. So uh, I think he's still going to be the focus. You're going to have a big man focus in a lot of respects because he's that good. But it's not going to be kind of that, that malaise they got in last year of passing around the perimeter just looking at Eric. Where's Eric? Right. Where, and they, they get it to him, and he you know, puts his shoulder down and, and goes and tries to get a, a bucket. It's not going to be that same type of thing. It's going to be more within the flow of the offense. Get it to Yoli. He's going to do his thing. And I, he's got a remarkable upside. He is so good, Jason. He is so, so good. Uh, and he's really, I can tell he's worked on his game. And he's extended his range. And, man, if he can do that, he's going to be a superstar here. You mentioned some of the other guys that are here. And we know the names of TJ and Nick. You know, you mentioned Zach Selyus is back. Dalton Nixon, who I'm really excited about. Ryan Andrus, even though he's hurt right now. Not to mention Jasheer Hardnett uh, and, and Ryland Bergerson. Who, who's the guy that maybe right now isn't being talked about a whole lot that you've kind of got your eye on as a guy that, you know what, don't, uh, you know, don't sleep on this guy? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, those uh, just hearing you list those names, that gets you excited. Of course, everyone's awesome in the preseason. We'll see how guys perform out on the floor, but there's a lot of names there to be excited about. I, you, you, the two you didn't mention, I think, uh, I'm optimistic about is, is Luke Worthington played mm -hmm. great uh, down in New Mexico and, uh, and looked good in the blue and white game and looks really trimmed down and, and what you need from a guy like that's kind of a complimentary big man is just a guy that will be a threat and will finish at the rim and I, it, it's it's crazy to say this but sometimes you just need a guy that can make a layup 
and a lot of big guys can't make a layup. And Luke has shown that he can finish for you when teams have to leave him to guard Yoli or what or help on someone else. And so I've been very pleased with the, with Luke. And you mentioned Dalton Nixon. Dalton looks tremendous. His body looks great. You can tell he's worked very hard this, this summer to be ready to go. And and what I like about Dalton is his versatility. He can play the four. He can play out on the perimeter. And, and I think he's a, a much better shooter than he showed his freshman year and has worked on it and will be a threat. That's the, that's the kind of guy you'd like in this offense, a guy that can switch on everybody and also who, who can be a, an inside-out threat, which makes it very difficult for teams to game plan. So what are you looking to – what is your approach in terms of what you want to see from teams? We obviously have got the, the regular season coming up, but from an exhibition standpoint, what, what are you looking to see out of this team tonight? Well, I, I, I want to see a disciplined ball. What I and you know BYU's kind of known for playing fast and getting up the floor, but they they haven't been known for valuing possessions. And I, I think there's a fine line between playing. You could still play fast, but if you're jacking up a three with the hand in the face in the first five seconds of a shot clock, that's not valuing the possession because you can always get that shot, get that any time in, in the shot clock. But let's try and let's try and get an open three or let's try and get a layup. And so you're still playing fast, but you know what's a good shot and what's not a good shot. And uh, BYU has not been good at that in the last couple of years. And I think with a, a new mindset, with Heath Schroyer here, uh, and, and I know they had a ton of turnovers at New Mexico, but that was uh, kind of a unique game. New Mexico was really pressuring, and it's one of your first games and your first on the road. And so I, I'm not too concerned about that, but I want BYU to value possessions, limit the turnovers, and get better shots than they have been at least have the mindset let's try and get a good shot uh before we jack up something with the hand in the face uh you know fade away three or something and, and i and i'm seeing that so far i'm encouraged by that so far and I, I just like the whole mindset uh change that i'm seeing in the staff and the players on on hey we need to really value the, the basketball and get the most out of each possession all right mark last question for you and you you mentioned his name uh he's schroyer he's back second time around with the cougars what type of impact do you think he will make on this team? Well, I tell you what I hope he makes, and what I know of him and what I've seen in the past is he's a hard-nosed guy, and he's a guy that will yell at you and get after you. And I'm I'm an old-school guy. I want at least one of my coaches to be a yeller and screamer and get in my face when I do something wrong. I mean, you need to have different styles on your coaching staff, good cop, bad cop, all that kind of stuff. But Heath is a yeller. He's ferocious. One time in the blue and white game, Nick threw up a crazy three, and he, he sure had something in his hand, and he threw it He threw it and went back in the stands, and he was yelling and screaming. I, I love that. I want someone to get in a guy's face and hold them accountable for when they do something dumb. And I think, I'm not saying the coaches were completely not doing that, but Heath is certainly that guy, and I hope he brings a tougher mentality defensively. They've got to be so much better, Jason, at defense, and also just bring some accountability to guys and get in their face when they do dumb stuff. Mark, you were awesome as always. I look forward to, uh, to an awesome season. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes, and we'll hear you with Greg coming up in just, uh, in just a few. Yeah. First of many, my brother. Thanks a lot. That's right. You bet. Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center, getting you ready for BYU and Westminster. After a quick timeout, we'll look ahead to a busy sports weekend at BYU, and we'll let you know if there's an update of Game 7 of the World Series. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars hosting the Westminster Griffins exhibition game number two. BYU won their first exhibition game. It was played last Friday on the road at the pit in Albuquerque. BYU defeating the New Mexico Lobos. Let's update you on what's going on in Game 7 of the World Series. Come on, everybody loves a Game 7 regardless of what the sport is. Winner take all. You can look at any sports cliche you want. And we've already got a score. We're in the top of the first in L.A. And the Houston Astros already on top of the Dodgers by a score of one to nothing. You Darvish pitching for L.A. will update you on Game 7 of the World Series throughout the evening. Busy, busy next couple of days for some BYU teams. Women's volleyball will be hosting Pacific. The Cougars lost on Friday of last week to ranked San Diego. It snapped a very long losing streak for the Cougars. They're looking to get back on the winning track coming up tomorrow. Hosting Pacific, that's a game that you can watch on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Also tomorrow, women's soccer wrapping up the season. They've got two more games. Uh, Their first game this week is at San Francisco, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time for pregame, 10 p.m. Eastern Time first kick. That's on BYU Radio and ESPN 960. Now on Saturday, women's volleyball back in action. They'll be hosting St. Mary's at uh, the uh, Smith Fieldhouse, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on BYU TV. Also in the afternoon, it's women's soccer at Santa Clara. It's the final game of the season for the Cougars. 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time is the pregame, 4 p.m. Eastern Time first kick on BYU Radio and ESPN 960. And then in the evening, this is where after all the stuff that happens in the afternoon, you can take a really long nap and get ready for BYU football. We all know that the Cougars snapped their seven-game losing streak, defeating San Jose this past weekend at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They are back on the road. They are at Bulldog Stadium, taking on Fresno State. 8.45 p.m. Eastern Time is the pregame 10.45 Eastern Time kickoff from Bulldog Stadium. It's a game you can hear on BYU Radio and the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's going to be a fun couple of days. And by the way, a quick update to the update on Game 7 of the World Series. The Astros, they don't look to be concerned right now. They lead the L.A. Dodgers in Game 7 in L.A. by a score of 2 to nothing. They're in the top of the first with one out. That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center in Provo, Utah, as tonight. The BYU Cougars play their 2017-18 exhibition home opener with the Westminster College Griffins making the trip down I-15 to visit BYU for the first time in program history. I'm Greg Rubel. I'll have tonight's play-by-play call. Joined by my broadcast partner, the former BYU hoopster himself, Mark Durant. And Mark, I say exhibition home opener because 
This season saw BYU play that rare exhibition road game. Last Friday at the pit in Albuquerque, it was a road win over the Lobos of UNM. And no matter when it comes, we know that a win in New Mexico is always an impressive result. First of all, I was upset that you and I weren't there. That that didn't seem right. <laughs> didn't feel right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's a great thing to play an exhibition game against a real team. Not All due respect to the other teams they play, but... I mean, that, that's, that's a real environment against a high-quality team, and it's going to help you when you have to actually go play uh, against a, in a game that counts. And there were obviously some bad things, a lot of turnovers, but listen, that's the way New Mexico's playing. They, they have a lot of pressure, and that's most effective in the first couple of games. BYU will figure all that out, get their press breaks, and who, you know, who's going to handle the ball and all that. So I'm not too worried about that. I, what I was really impressed with is to I, you know, I played in that gym. That's... I know there wasn't the crowd and everything, but that's tough. And uh, I thought they showed a lot of poise, made big shots when they needed to, held on at the end, and got the win. And that, that to me, is a big deal and told me a lot about this team. So a fun, a good, a good game for a good cause, and I think it really will help this team. All right, coming up next, we'll have our first pregame conversation with the head coach of the Cougars, Dave Rose, as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show rolls on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. LJ to TJ for three. The lead! TJ Haas! For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. All right, coming to you live from the Marriott Center, BYU hosting Westminster in the first of two exhibition home games for BYU. The exhibition finale will be a week from tonight versus Colorado College. The regular season tips off a week from Saturday with Mississippi Valley State in town. BYU head coach Dave Rose has already gotten a good look at his team under the bright lights. Last Friday at New Mexico, I asked him about the novel experience of a high-level preseason game away from home and how he hopes it helps his guys tonight and moving forward. It was a lot different than what, what we thought it would be. I, uh, you know, I, I, It was a great idea, and the NCAA has allowed us to do this and try to help raise money for... Um, just amazing amount of catastrophes that have gone on over the last few months but uh you know so we put it together and you know you go down there and you you, you don't really know how it how it's going to feel or what it's going to be like and it didn't take very long till it it felt like it was <laughs> december you were right in the middle of uh of a battle and and uh uh we had a good crowd and it was it was a good experience i i, I wish we were a little more prepared for the game they you know, they pressed the entire time and they trapped and uh a lot of things that we're normally we're pretty good at uh, attacking offensively um and uh you know we just we turned the ball over too many times but we were able to get some big stops and and win a game late and and i i think it felt good for the guys and the routine of getting out uh and and being able to you know practice on the road establish a, a pre-game day habit and uh and then uh, you know go out and, and, and get a win. We had a, a 6 a.m. flight the next morning uh, to get back because we we already had a, a previous um, you know schedule with our Saturday. Uh, we had the Utah High School Activities Coaches Association here on campus, so doing a clinic. So the guys got about a, a 4 a.m. wake up call, and it was interesting getting home. But uh, having that behind us and being able to experience that uh, led to a good week. Because we we had a good week of practice, and now we um, get a chance to uh, to go out and play again. This will be a little more 
of a uh, what you consider to be a normal type of game. I mean, I played Norm a lot of times over the years when I was the head coach at Dixie, and he was the head coach at Salt Lake Community College, so I've known him for a long time. And uh, he's got a nice team. He's got a really experienced team. I mean, half of his roster are seniors, and they're older guys. And uh, we know a lot of them, their names. We recruited them years ago, and, and they all kind of went off and went to different places and I've kind of ended up there at Westminster so looking forward to the the game and to you know just kind of the experience yeah some of Norm's guys you've seen come in here with other teams yeah and uh and I I I think what we're worried about the most tonight is about us and about how we execute you know we've had a really good summer and fall and and now it's time to actually you know coach one team and we've, we've, we've developed a lot of guys and I think we've got a pretty deep roster uh you always think that at this time and then it kind of you know shrinks down and you get to the guys that you really can count on depend on and and, and hopefully that we can execute our stuff at the pace we want to play at uh and and be, take advantage of the things that the, you know the the defense will give us and then on the defensive end uh just really be you know locked in on guarding that three-point line and we guarded it pretty well at New Mexico. They shot 18% from the three, but they still shot a lot of threes, and that's what we liked to kind of eliminate you know, a lot of those shots, get to the to the shooter right on the catch where they, they you know got to put the ball on the floor and do something else, and, and we'll see how this goes tonight. And you're going to expect to shoot a better number from three than you guys shot at the pit. I hope so. I, I, think, that, I, I think this will be a good shooting team. We got good shots. Um, we were in a hurry. We kind of rushed a few. But uh, what it kind of turned into is, you know, it, it, it was so kind of helter-skelter that it, trying to pick the ones that we that we wanted, we just do need to do a better job of, uh, you know, converting on them. You'll start the same way you did uh, at the pit right then? Yeah, yeah, we'll start that way. And then, uh, you know, hopefully get in into our bench, you know, four or five deep in the first half and just see how that goes. It was Josh Year's first Division One game, and he—I thought he really impressed in that environment. Well, yeah, he—he he was a guy that uh, that felt really comfortable, um, you know, on attack in that in, in that, uh, um, that 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 game, and, and with the pressure that they were putting on us, uh, does a really good job getting two defenders on him, and then being able to find uh, you know that next pass out for a shot, which he's really good at um, defensively. Uh, you know, did a good job of, of kind of keeping the guy in front of him, and he's got a good physical presence to him, upper body physical presence to him. So, uh, looking forward to getting him on the floor again in different combinations with different guys, and and uh, and then really, really excited to see how our post guys progress each 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 time out. I thought Dalton and Luke and uh, and Yoli had had good games for that, and and Zach, you know, playing that position. Uh, had opportunities, and, and hopefully that uh, those four guys become really solid fixtures for us. What do you like most about what Luke gives you as a starter down there? Well, defensively, he's got a real presence to him, and he's, he's just a, a real – he's a physical guy. I think his experience, uh, it, it's, it's just that, you know, he's kind of elevated himself as a guy with confidence running what we're doing. Um you know, it's interesting. Every time you bring a missionary home, <laughs> they come back with a different – you know, type of uh, of expectation for us and experience level, and Luke's probably the most re- experienced return missionary we've ever had. He played two years here, and only very few of those guys have done that uh, before he left. And then, uh, then Dalt, you know, played a year, uh, and 
was gone for two years, and then Zach has played a year and was gone for a year. So we've got, you know, uh, about everything you can expect here, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to have him back here. That 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 group. I was asked this question the other day about what will surprise fans the most about our team, and I believe it's it's that group of guys, those three return missionaries, and what they'll come in and add to our team. All right, I look forward to tonight. Uh, Coach, good luck against the Griffins, and we'll talk to you post game. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. That is Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is coming up next, live from Provo, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Nick for three, big shot. Yes. Nick Everett. Right to the rim, up and in. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from the Marriott Center tonight. The BYU Cougars hosting Westminster College. The Griffins program reinstated in the late 1990s. They're a Division II program playing out of the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. They have a handful of uh, D1 transfers on their roster, including some players who've played in this building before. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you from courtside. Our statistician is BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Our control board operator is Carter Malloy. You are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, including our satellite flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our over-the-air flagship, radio station, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You can also get us, get us on network affiliates and online via BYURadio.org, BYUCougars.com, KSL.com, as well as the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, and the TuneIn app, however you are tuning us in. Good to have you along. Uh, coming into last season, much of the attention was focused on three former high school teammates who would, not, who would uh, play together now at the college level, and that lasted uh, for all of one season, an injury-plagued season that ended uh, in the first round of the NIT, and soon thereafter saw one of those three leave BYU altogether. Of the two remaining, one is a preseason all-conference pick. The other is playing status has a bit of question mark uh, due to some off-the-court issues, yet Dave Rose's team appears to be deeper and healthier than last year. And this year, Mark, uh, they'll be more or less unburdened by expectation beyond those they have for themselves. That'll be really good for them, Greg, because there were some serious expectations. And, and I, I, there's nothing wrong with expectations. That's that's good in a way, but it also can be damaging when you don't meet them. And then you kind of squeeze harder and you try harder, and it just, it just didn't work out. And then injuries. I mean, injuries is such a big part of everything. And BYU was really bit last year with the injuries. That's always a question mark and Nick's situation will be a question mark and it's just you, I mean you don't want a lot of those distractions but I, I go back to when I was a freshman and uh, the year before you had Mike Smith who was tremendous kind of like an Eric Mika type a superstar guy and they, and that team underperformed I think that his senior year and no expectations the next year with Marty Haas and Andy Toulson we had a great year we went we won the conference went to the NCAA tournament and that, that may be my most favorite year as a player and we just just went out and had fun and and you had success i hope that's what happens to this team because they're not depleted with eric mikagon they got the guys but can they stay healthy can they play the right way can they play better defense there are a lot of question marks but i hope these guys have the answers 
All right, coming up after the break, a conversation with Westminster College head coach Norm Parrish as we get you set for BYU and Westminster on the Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. BYU and Westminster College coming up just after the top of the hour here at the Marriott Center. A first of two exhibition home games for BYU. Colorado College coming to Provo one week from tonight. The head coach of Westminster is Norm Parrish. Third season with the Griffins after 20 seasons in a national championship at Salt Lake Community College, followed by some time with both the U of U and the University of Hawaii. A handful of experienced players back for Coach Parrish. They include a 16-point scorer from last year's team in Dan Goodman, the Utah Valley transfer, and there are transfers aplenty from this group of Griffins. Ten of the 13 players on my spotting board tonight have played at other schools before Westminster. I spoke with Coach Parrish a short time ago about his expectations for tonight's game. Well, um... <laughs> we we want to have a good showing, obviously, and we we're not like Division One, Division Two rules. We can only start on October fifteenth, so we've really been going just a couple of weeks. So we just want to make a step defensively, um, see if if we can execute some offensively because we've really just we've had one scrimmage, but really we're just practicing against ourselves, kind of like BYU has, but it's been a shorter period. So basically, um, they, they pose so many problems on the defensive end. It's a great learning experience for us defensively, just to match up with them, but also the, the way they do certain things. We have to re- be very verbal. I mean, getting a stance, but so far we're a quiet team. Our, our voices from last year graduated, and so, you know, we, we got a, it's a really really good defensive test for us tonight and then obviously their size is going to hurt us on both ends so we got to execute and try to get some good shots and and really just improve i know we're really competing against ourselves is this the only exhibition you'll have then the regular season will begin for you guys next time you play yeah division two you're allowed three scrimmages or exhibitions so we'll We'll do a couple of close scrimmages with some Division One schools and then this exhibition. And then we only have four non-league games, and then our league has 15 teams, so there's 22 games, so it hits quick. You mentioned a lot of seniors leaving you, but the way you finished last year, I think you won uh, maybe 16 of 18, something like that, to end the year. Um, is there any kind of springboard effect with the guys who are back from that run that are that are returning this year? Yeah, we have a, a good core back. We, we lost three starters from last year, but we got... Uh, Dayon Goodman, who was an all-conference player. And then Quincy Bear started for us the year before, but he sat out last year. And then a ton of guys that are on the bench. So, so yeah, we're we're not as deep as we were, but, but we have a core of guys that kind of know what we're trying to do. And, and hopefully the bright lights won't shock them too much, uh, the speed of the game and all that. So, you know, we I like our team. We Great young men, and so hopefully we'll have a good showing. Some of your guys have played BYU before in this building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which helps. Yep, yep. In fact, a um, ton of them been to games here and everything, yeah. obviously. But, yeah, Quincy and Dayon have both played. They played here before. Right. 
Now, you've been at Utah and Hawaii since Slick, of course, but you're, you're so well connected to your junior college days. And when you were at Slick, Dave Rose was down at Dixie. Is there a fraternity among guys who've done the JUCO route? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, Dave and I are great friends, and it stems from we were assistant coaches in Region 18 or the Scenic West. Yeah. He got the job a year before I did as, as the head coach, and uh, we've we've been it's definitely in fact as we as we talk about players like we were talking about guys today and i go yeah they could have played for you or i a certain type of kids that we had what's the biggest difference maybe between junior college and even the division two level that you're coaching at right now um (coughs) excuse me junior college in in this league that i was in with dixie and salt lake We'll, we'll have five to seven Division One level athletes every year. So the athletic level at the junior college is just higher than what we are right now. Now the maturity level is better here. So when I, when I was at a junior college and we'd scrimmage or play a four-year school, physically we were probably better, but the mental aspect and just the maturity aspect and being with a program for four years is an advantage. Um, our players here aren't as... They're more grounded. <laughs> I don't have a kid on our team that's saying, hey, I'm going to go to the league. They're all here to get an education. We're in junior college. Every kid's playing to move on. They all think they're going to go Division One, and, and so the, the, the mentality of their whole approach is different. Um, but basketball's basketball. They're good students, and they're, they're fun to coach. Now, BYU and Westminster never played before. Does this game happen because of your relationship with Dave, and could we see this happen in the future? Um, yeah, I think it did. I mean, we, we went through, they, they kind of use Dave, and then they have another agency that does some things, and then and I think we're going to do it again next year, actually. Um, and so, yeah, I appreciate them letting us do it, and uh, we bug all the in-state schools, but, but I've known Dave and his whole staff forever, and we're trying to get some of the others on board. Also, all right. Well, good to have you in town and in uh, in the Marriott Center. Norm, thanks for your time. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that's the Norm Parish of Westminster College. Time for UB the Judge. Brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to legallymineusa.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Tonight it's some BYU hoops trivia. BYU sophomore Yoli Childs had that 17.19 rebound game at New Mexico on Friday, which leads us to this question. What is BYU's single-game record for rebounds? The answer next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, you be the judge. Trivia brought to you by Legally Mind. Tonight's question, what is BYU's single-game record for rebounds? Going off of Yoli's 17.19 rebound effort the other night, the answer is 27 rebounds from Scott Warner at Texas Tech back in 1969. Time for a final break. Closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23,000 for current ER wait times. And the only injury of note is Orion Andrus. He remains out with some knee issues and uh, not expected to play anytime soon, let's put it that way. So other than that, BYU is good to go and ready to go. And, uh, Mark, we're going to take one more break. We'll have tip-off after this, but let's get this thing going, right? Here we go. Let's do it. I'm All right. excited. We've got BYU Westminster College coming up with starting lineups after this. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin BYU Sports Network.